0: you're listening to the Chris the Freelancer podcast. Hey freelance family, thanks for joining us. This is the show that's all about location independence, remote work, freelancing and online business. If you're looking for advice and inspiration for your own digital nomad journey, this is your podcast. So without further ado, here's Chris.
1: Hey guys, before we begin, I just want to say thanks for all the feedback on last week's episode. I'm going to continue to ask for feedback as the podcast goes on, so keep it coming. I really appreciate it. Even if you want to tell me you loved it or hated it, uh, I appreciate all your feedback. Anyway, let's get straight into the episode.
2: For show notes and more, visit ChrisTheFreelancer.com.
1: Hello and welcome to the the Freelancer podcast. This is the first podcast under the new format. The looser format. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, listen to the previous uh, podcast episode. But I'm here with good friends Guido and Mariette. Uh, they're from the Netherlands and we met them originally in um, Koh Lanta and now we're here in Copenhagen having some Chang beers and out. Hopefully it's not too windy because we're out um, at Beach Hub. Yeah, outdoors under the hut. Guido is a developer and Mariette uh, is now doing translations. Today it's going to be a, a lot about island living, I suppose, and you guys love, well, we know Guido loves living on the islands, don't you?
2: Definitely, yeah, I love islands. I like the beach, I like the the, the ocean, and uh, yeah, island life in general, it's, uh, it's awesome.
1: And how do you feel about it, um, Mariette?
0: Yeah, it's definitely nice to be on an island again um we loved colanta before and now we moved to uh, copenhagen and it's actually really good for us because it's yeah it's island life you're constantly outside you're yeah on the beach a lot it's really good
1: so for people that maybe they're maybe they're in the netherlands right now and and you're just and you want to kind of paint the picture of what it's like out here it's actually quite digital nomad friendly right with all the um uh the co-working spaces and definitely we're here at beach hub which is a very good community and you know workspace i know you found it very enjoyable
2: yeah definitely um sometimes it's actually hard to explain uh to the people back home because it it is amazing you know you have we we our office is literally on the beach and um yeah, so what we do in during afternoons, we just go for a swim. Uh, and during breaks, we go for a swim. It's thirty degrees. Like it's, uh, I think in the Netherlands it's actually thirty thirty degrees right now as well. But yeah, um, yeah. It's, so I, f- I found it hard to re- to explain to the people back home that this life it is actually the way we live our life right now, and that is uh, yeah, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, how long are you guys going to keep this up? Because how long have you been away from the Netherlands?
0: Um, For now, it's been almost five months, so it's not too long. But uh, yeah, we're definitely going to try to keep this up for a really long time, as as long as possible, actually. Yeah, because... It's nice that the weather is always good. (laughs) In the Netherlands it might be 30 degrees now, but you never know what's going to happen next week. So yeah, Yeah. it's really good that it's going to be stable here. Although it rains sometimes, but that's about it.
2: Uh, I kind of like rain every now and then. That's why the island is so green, you know. Um, When you go to warmer places in Europe, you notice that there's less uh, vegetation. Uh, well, everything is green here. Palm trees are growing everywhere, and um, oh yeah, I forgot to mention that there's palm trees l- everywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, you guys definitely like your tropical climates, and yeah, it is for the large part of the year, especially in Chiang Mai. There's like it's raining a lot, but that's actually it's actually a tourism like down period. But I I personally love it because for for example back in um burning season which is around March we had a friend come up from he was in Bali and then he came up to Chiang Mai and he just hated it cuz cause it, cause it wasn't you know it wasn't lush greenery everything was dry yeah. so the rain the rain is you know good for it's just the the colors here on the island are amazing yeah. and 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 if it's dry you know the leaves are going to die and yeah so it's actually you know a good period to come, even during rainy season because it doesn't rain like all day every day, no. maybe I think on colanta it does right <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, definitely, uh yeah, we noticed that the um, rain season is completely different here in Kolpeyang if you compare it to Colanta, yeah, that's kind of why we kind of left Kalanta and went to um to Koh because like Koh Samui Koh uh, Pian and Kotao, Tao they have a different rain season compared to the rest of Thailand it's uh, the climate is quite mild here so there's less rain and less extremes in, in temperature
1: yeah that is interesting because I I, I would have thought that yeah Thailand would have about the same weather right now but it's definitely raining like a lot in Chiang Mai at the moment let's let's talk a little bit about you guys story um, I know You've been a developer for quite a while, but the funny thing about your story is how you, you actually still work for a bank back home, right? And now you're basically sitting on a beach in Thailand, you know, uh, with your laptop and your second monitor, sometimes not wearing a shirt and, you know, doing this high-level computer programming. How did you uh, convince the, your employer to let you work from Thailand?
2: Actually, I was when I was working in Amsterdam I was uh, I was already working from home, so the difference it didn 't really make a big difference to them if when I moved to Thailand uh, because they were they were already used to me working remotely mm. yeah the only only thing that changed that has changed is the, is the time difference uh, basically when I work here during the day, it almost feels like i 'm working in the Netherlands because I'm doing I'm talking Dutch all day long. Uh, I have meetings in Dutch. Yeah, and all the code I'm working on um well code is not in Dutch, but yeah, the work I'm doing is for for Dutch companies. So mm. the only thing that has changed is that I'm in this incredible place. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. And I guess this is common of of being a developer is I I tell people often that being a web dev or any kind of developer is maybe specifically web but any kind of developers is it's probably the best job to go remote cuz there's it doesn't require amazing internet most of the time you're just pushing code up and down to the cloud you'd still need to do meetings as you said but all the tools you can do on your laptop you don't you can do that from home there's all these you know communication i remember when i had my first job in web development on monday they would discuss which days they would do from home, work from home. Yeah. Nobody really needed to work from home, but they just decided that they were going to work that way. And yeah. when I had my first remote day, it was seamless. The only yeah. difference was that I didn't, couldn't like turn my head to the side and and say, "Hey, uh, I got a problem here." Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. But we had software set up, um, Screen Hero, that you could even like control other people's computers and yeah. fix problems for them.
2: If you working in your pajamas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can work you don't you don't have to wear a suit or anything like like you said sometimes I'm like only wearing board shorts here. Yeah. And yeah, that's also nice. You can work in your own environment. So like you don't have to go to a corporate office and that's what I really like. What I also really like about this place is that all the friends we're hanging out with are working here as well so basically basically you go to the office at nine o'clock and all your friends are there that's what i really like as well yeah
1: i might pass this one on to you maria but how have you sort of connected with the the community here at the beach hub it's it's pretty easy right like when we arrive we're just like oh hey (laughs) we're like making new connections from day one
0: yeah it's like that and that's exactly what we love about it it's like working with your friends all day because over here it's also small enough that you know everybody yeah because in chiang mai it it is a bigger place and there are more people working there so it was kind of harder to make a connection on the first day but over here you just walk in and everyone's like oh you're a new face because everybody knows each other (laughs) so who are you yeah then there you have a chat and then you get into the group as well and it's really easy actually and that's what we really like that you're just gonna have a new group of friends in every place that you go to and you're just gonna be hanging out with everyone as well it's not just work, you're going to spend weekends together as well, like we just went to Kotao the weekend with the people we met here and uh, we went diving, so yeah, that's it's really cool work.
1: yeah, well, I mean I was saying to Denise like you wouldn't come here unless you were focused both on work and lifestyle, do you mm. know what I mean because it's not the absolute best place to stick your head in to the computer and, and do oh, work no. all day, every day So if, if you're like, yeah, if you're like super serious about work, it's probably not the best place. But if you're looking to connect with other people who are like, you know, want to, you know, have a good, uh, live the good life as people say, it's, you know, really good for that. And that's one thing, um, yeah, with Chiang Mai is there's so many people and it's spread out, but also like people, a lot of people there are there to just get stuff done. They might've saved up money and, uh, come out and they're just trying to live cheaply as they build their businesses
2: yeah. this is definitely not the cheapest place you can go it's, uh, it's almost western prices to be honest mm-hmm. but like for example if you go out for dinner like proper dinner it's around 10 euros per person yeah. which is I don't know how much in Australian dollars <laughs> or American dollars depends yeah. on <laughs> around. but yeah it is, uh, it's more expensive that's, that's true
1: and and how would you compare? Because you've been to Koh Lanta, Chiang Mai, and Copenhagen now, right? How would how would you compare the? I guess Chiang Mai is completely different, but Koh Lanta and Copenhagen are, are, are two different islands. What would you say is the
2: major differences between those two? Hmm, it's a hard question. What's the what's the major difference? Um, the climate is is different. So yeah, it's less rain over less rainy over here. But then again the first da- day we arrived here at Beach Hub we met like a couple of people that went to Colanta as well so it almost felt like we were on Colanta with the same group but actually like i think the majority who's that's working here on in Beach Hub today like most of them went to uh cohub as well Koh-Hub is the the co-working space in Colanta so but yeah maybe you can answer that question might be
0: we actually (laughs) we actually we actually left kalanta because it was raining like for an entire week and that was a little bit too much like we can handle a little bit of rain for for a day or whatever and every day is fine as well but not if it's going to be 24 7 uh so yeah that's the major difference that and also the reason that we left uh kalanta is definitely different because it's such a different island it's um it's way more uh local it's it's less it's less focused on tourism like on copayang it's really comfortable it's really nice you have really great restaurants and everything but it's not a very thai place to live Uh Karl-Land is way more like real thailand still it, it it mixes a lot more with locals and and everyone's working there or, or, or living there and doing the same thing and it's it's like a tiny little village. It's just a village on an island, actually, and that—that's what I loved about Koh Lanta as well.
1: Yeah, I feel the the exact same way um, about Koh Lanta. I honestly did not know what to expect coming out to Copenhagen. The only thing I knew about the island was the full moon party. <laughs> yeah. I was open-minded and didn't try to have too many expectations, but I guess I felt like it was an island that people came in for full moon party, yeah. and then it just was deserted the rest of the time so i guess i was expecting a bit more of a co Lanta type situation but there's parties like month round and the beaches are still full like i'm assuming year round because i have been since we've been here and yeah the the vibe is a lot more like holiday maker you there's a lot more like I don't wanna sound negative, but a lot more douchey types here as well. (laughs) Guys, like, you know, walking around flexing their muscles, and and girls, like, you know, pressing their chests out and stuff, which isn't really necessarily my vibe. One thing I'm just remembering about Koh Lanta is I feel like there was tourist restaurants and local restaurants, and there was a pretty big divide between them. Whereas here you can get, you know, Thai food, a lot of places, you know, 50 to 100 baht um, Thai food felt that that was a bit harder to find on Koh oh. uh, I don't know if you've found that but I like I know you guys like to eat western a lot <laughs> <laughs> right you've gotten a bit better haven't you Guido
2: um I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying to to improve my my food habits <laughs> but uh yeah you know like it's um actually you yeah, got a lot of restaurants here that serve all kinds of food but in Chiang Mai I was was eating fried rice a lot <laughs> while here I'm also eating pizza. <laughs> not not just pizza but everything. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. Well let's go let's go back to before you even came out to Koh Lanta or copenhagen Where did this I mean you were already you Guido were working from home already, so I guess you were browsing the net one day and, and saw that you could do this. Uh, remotely is is that kind of how it came about
2: yeah actually that's that's exactly how it happened um, <laughs> yeah i was we wanted to travel anyway we we've been dis- discussing this for a couple of years and actually my aunt really wanted to leave and i was quite fine in amsterdam but okay. until that day i found uncle james co-working <laughs> space <laughs> <laughs> now, Co-Hub for anyone. co yeah. I found Co-Hub on Colanza. <laughs> I, th- I think I found it on, on Nomad List, okay. which is a pretty cool site where you can find different places for for um, nomads. Um, yeah, so I saw co and I thought, wow, that's a place we really have to check out. And then I showed uh, Mariette, the, photos and, and description of the place and she was totally in for that. So yeah, we booked our ticket a week later I guess and we, we left. That's how we did it and uh, it was scary in the beginning but everything fell into place and...
0: Um, I think the funny thing was that we wanted to... Um we, you wanted to continue working, especially you wanted to continue yeah, working while traveling. And we already figured out that that would be possible probably because you were already working from home. But we never knew that there was a community built around yeah. it. It was really funny because we had no idea about mm. co-working spaces being such a big thing. We or just, Or digital, digital nomads. We just thought Nomad List was like this website that was really small and a really big thing. And, uh, yeah, co just being a random place in Thailand, yeah. just probably the only one or something. <laughs> that's, all we, that's all we looked up, and that's all we did before we left. It was like, okay, that's just one co-working space in Thailand. <laughs> Let's go to that one. Wow. And then later on, when we were there, we found out that there was a whole thing around it, and we never knew. It yeah. was really funny. Now we know so much more.
1: <laughs> yeah, you guys are almost like the opposite of me, where I, like... Researched everything about it for eleven months, like, (laughs) and then well, we made the decision pretty quickly after discovering the article on Peter Levels, the founder of Nomad List. But then after that, it was like eleven months of like research and actually building a career careers that we could take on the road. And yeah, if you guys love community, I definitely recommend um, Dojo in Bali um, and Hubert as well, because I found that a similar similar vibe there. It's, it's, it tends to be these island co-working spaces. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe
2: that's why I like the islands. <laughs>
1: yeah. Cool. Well, okay, so when you were, you started out, Mariette, you, didn't, you were doing kind of a not-really-a-remote-friendly job, right? And had to kind of transition into more remote stuff.
0: Yeah. I was working for a hotel uh, and doing their social media and also being a bartender. So, yeah, you can't really do that remotely. Uh, so, I quit my job over there and... Um, that's when it happened that i had to think about what i really wanted and what i wanted to do and what i could do online as well because i never really saw that as an option or never really thought about it but one point i did have to make a little extra money again so i just rolled into it i guess to just i don't know how that happened i think um i talked to a lot of people like what are the options what websites they were on like what are they offering what what and can Denise you do? Was a Denise is a huge influence, actually. Yeah, she told me about Upwork and that you can actually apply for uh, freelance jobs on Upwork, and that really helped me get started. Upwork was an amazing help for me. Yeah, and I don't know. I just randomly found out that translations is a very wanted thing, and especially on those websites um, where they ask for translators so much. So I just. And I've done it before, so I thought, oh, yeah, I could do that, actually. Why haven't I thought about that before? But, yeah, that's what I did, and I tried it, and it went went pretty well. I'm still doing that.
1: Is that something, like translating, do you think that's something that would be easy for a lot of bilingual people to get into? Or did you have, like, you said you did some translating in the past. Did you have, like, some translating skills to begin with? Or what would you say to people that... You know, maybe looking at translating as as a remote career path.
0: Um, I can definitely recommend it if you are bilingual. Then, yeah, it's definitely something a lot of people could consider, and a lot of people haven't considered it yet. It is harder than I thought, though, because uh, I have done it before, and I've already I already saw that you have to be pretty linguistic to to trans translate some, some 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 things from one language to another is really tough uh You can't just literally copy a sentence and 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 say what what the English phrase would say because I always uh, translate from English to Dutch because it's easier for me because my Dutch is uh very good obviously and my english is is good enough to understand what they mean but i don't know if I could do it the other way other way around because yeah it's that would be very hard you have to be very very good at the language and it's it's tough but it's definitely something I recommend for a lot of people because it's it's very doable and I'm also on Fiverr and Fiverr is a little bit lower uh, to it's a little bit easier to get into so Fiverr was a really good help for me as well it pays a little bit less but it's definitely nice to start with some fun projects and um, some casual things to just Yeah, just try it out.
1: How have you found Fiverr actually? Because from my experience and from what I've heard from people, it's kind of like it's hit and miss. You know, you either have a ad that strikes a chord with people or it fails miserably. (laughs) Have you found with like Fiverr? I mean, it's definitely easy to get into, but have you been getting good orders or?
0: Uh, Yeah, my orders are going pretty well on Fiverr. A little bit too well, because I have to reject a lot actually. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, so it started. Yeah, by um, Guido giving me the first five-star review, that's a, actually a pretty good tip. Just let someone else give you a five-star review. It's probably a very dumb thing to say, but yeah, of course. Like that's when people see like you're gonna be, you're cost probably be $9, okay. Nine dollars
2: though.
0: It cost you nine dollars, yeah. But it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely worth it because you earned a lot more than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and um, I don't know actually. Just been I just have some texts that describes a little bit about myself. Yeah, I'm always communicating a lot. Maybe that helps as well. And I have this logo which says English to Dutch translation with flags and everything. And maybe that looks kind of professional. I have no idea. It just, it just works.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you're just starting out. So maybe maybe you'll be like back on the podcast in like 10 episodes from now like as the Fiverr expert. <laughs> cool. So what would you... I guess there's probably people listening at home right now and, and trying to, that maybe they're a bit inspired, maybe they're a bit envious. What would you say like, some of the challenges and, and, and what would be your top advice for, like, yeah, doing what you're doing?
2: Bring some friends over. That's, uh, you know, you hear a lot that people miss family and friends back home, but actually we got a lot of friends visiting us. So, yeah, I'm not homesick at all, to be honest. Like, um, maybe it also has to do with all these new technologies. You know, I installed, I installed Skype at my parents' house and my parents can Skype with me every week. And But, yeah, my advice, what would that be? Just do it. Yeah, just go for it.
1: <laughs> Classic advice. Do you have anything more specific, Mariette? <laughs>
0: I don't know. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's not. I'm not. I'm like not that, sure yeah. if that will. If that would be for. I'm not sure if this is for everybody. And yeah. I know a lot of people also struggling and um, just doing it for the sake of, of doing this. And I'm not sure if that's the way to go. I think sometimes, yeah, you have to think of yourself if you really want it. And if you really, you have to make sacrifices as well. It's not all fun and games. Although you it do is. think it isn't. Like okay for you it is because no nah, okay it. you you may you have a, a good job
1: ah. I think it's different
0: It's different when you already yeah. have a job yeah, probably and your job right, is going yeah. very well as well cuz I it has been tough for me to figure out what I want to to get the right job to to find the right platform to it yeah sometimes it's just struggling and and, and working really really hard I'm working harder right now than I did back home definitely cuz at home i didn't work somewhere.
1: yeah that's a really good point actually there's a lot of people that want to just like show the picture of the computer on the beach or something and and say that we're like all living it up i guess it's different for each person guido's in a in a great position with his work and that's why i tell everyone being a developer is one of the best jobs because you know if you're a i'm sure if you're a banker and i are just like hey I'm going to go work on the beach in Thailand, it'd be a lot harder yeah. than, hey, I'm working from home already. I'm just going to do it remotely. The internet's great. Okay, cool, you know? And, yeah, a lot of us work really hard. Like, um, <laughs> yes, <we do. laughs> like Denise and I, I mean, are still starting out. I mean, we, we, we meet a lot of people that, you know, are into their, you know, that have been doing their careers for many, many years. And they, their businesses or careers were at the point where, they could easily take it remote, and it 's not a big struggle, whereas Denise and i we engineered the whole thing yeah, we, um, yes. Denise was working in sales and i was work- I was studying accounting at the time, and that 's why it took eleven months also we had a, a lease. So we couldn't just pack up and leave and we had university to finish. But yeah, definitely like the work doesn't stop. It's not like you, you do all the work and then you come out here and then the work stops. It's actually probably harder once you're out here for, at least for us. Um, and that's something to be aware of, I think, um, because if you want if you want to come out and it to be you know relaxed and picturesque, maybe you need to get your career set up. Well first, and all your, your business set up well first, and then come out. or if you're okay with like coming out here and, and grinding it out, you can do that as well. And that's kind of what I'm doing at the moment with, you know, this project, Chris the Freelancer, as well, on top of a full-time job where I'm learning so many new things, and I really am just, you know, beginning. Uh, my journey as a PPC marketer.
2: Well yeah that's right you know we kind of got it sorted out but you guys are right
0: <laughs> it, it, it is it is tough to, to also because um, especially in the beginning you'll probably have to work at least 40 hours to, to make the right amount of money to, to, to live off it and Combining that with traveling and travel dates, and, and some days that you cannot work at all because you're just on the road, I think that's tough, and you have to consider that that it's yeah that it's going to yeah. be a lot of hours and working and being in buses and airplanes and everything.
1: Yeah, all of that was true, but I don't want to discourage anyone. There is a, <laughs> a light at the end of the tunnel if you want to um, put it put the work in. Definitely, if you have your all your eggs in line, you can. Take advantage of geo arbitrage. Travel every week if that's what you want to. But starting, but starting out, it's it's harder to get set up away from home and that whole support system.
2: But well, on the on the other hand, there are so many people who are trying to do this, and there are so many smart people you will meet. And uh, that's what I found really inspiring. That the digital nomad community in general is very smart. So, lots of smart people that can teach you stuff you know and they they can teach you how to manage this lifestyle and that is uh, I think you you are one of the inspiring people as well you know you you, you know what you're doing and um, yeah you inspired us to go to Chiang Mai actually
1: <laughs> yeah don't hold that against me because <laughs> you guys didn't end up liking Chiang Mai too much did you
2: uh Well, yeah, here we are in this (laughs) awkward moment. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I came to realise that I might be more a nature guy that likes island life and uh, instead of city life. You really have to like that, you know. You have to like the city and uh, you have to... I don't, I don't know how to say this. I think you like
1: the, tr- the tropical environment. You like the tropics, too.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like the tropics. And um, also, the Asian cities in general are very busy. Lots of traffic, a lot of pollution. And uh, that's something I... Yeah, you know, that's something you don't have on these islands, which I really like. While I'm saying this, we're watching a beautiful sunset. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think we're we're um, yeah we're supposed to go hang out at um, Elliot's place
2: tonight, right? Yes, he has a great place with the pool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it sounded like you yeah. had like a um, somebody with a knife to your back. He has a great place. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, no. There's definitely people that want to you know socialize and 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 you know swim by the pool and yeah. and have that work life balance here. So island living definitely has
2: its perks and um yeah if it, if you if any of your podcast listeners have any questions about developing remotely or are looking for work you know you can always email me or email chris and then he emails me
1: <laughs> okay should we put the email address in the notes or is that okay yeah, yeah. Or, like hopefully no like spam bots like pick it up, and then <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> All right. so maybe we do the the dot thing in like with the word in brackets or something. Yes. I don't know how you do that to stop those or bots
2: binary code We'll just put it in <laughs> binary code,
1: <laughs> and if you're smart out <laughs> if you're smart enough to decipher that, then uh, yeah, then you get to uh, send Keto an email. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we're doing that. Definitely.
1: All right. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you, man. Thanks for having us. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. For show notes, head to ChrisTheFreelancer.com forward slash podcast where you'll find this week's episode's discussion points and links mentioned as well as the entire back catalog of all the podcast episodes on this podcast Also, I'd love to hear your feedback in the comments section. Just scroll down to leave a comment on the show notes. Here, you can let me know if you liked the podcast, what you didn't like, as well as request topics for future episodes. I make the podcast to help you guys, so let me know what you want to hear. As always, thanks for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe and I'll see you on the
2: next episode.